welcome to Super Ultra Vigiventure Turbo, where we, myself, Sadzilla, and my good friend Maverick discuss retro video games and nerd culture. Today, we'll be having an open discussion about old video game stores and rental places, and how much things have changed since then, and where we see the future of video games and movies headed. You ready for this, Maverick? I am ready. I've never been more ready for anything else in my entire life. Let's do this thing. Let's light this candle. Video Game Mania is happening only at Video Game Exchange. Come in and trade those games you don't play for something exciting and different. At Video Game Exchange, you can try any of our used games before you buy. And if you have any questions, our sales staff can give you knowledgeable answers on any game in the store. Where else can you get selection, great prices, service, and trade-in value for your old video games? Only at Video Game Exchange. This is going to be a pretty open discussion, but we also did ask uh, people what was their favorite used video game store as a kid um, before we had things like GameStop um, and you know this digital era of downloading movies and, and stuff like that. Um, and we got quite a few responses, about 160 comments um, of everybody talking about from their local video game store to more well-known ones. Um, so we're going to go through those as well, um, and we'll just kind of be uh, just having a little bit of fun here on uh, Super Ultra Venture Ultra Turbo. I got to get used to saying that, Maverick. Super Ultra Venture Venture Turbo. Who came up with this? I did. <laughs> So I'm going to start off the podcast with a question. I'm going to give this one to you, Maverick. What was your first console that you bought, and where did you get it from? Uh, the first one that I got was a Nintendo. A regular Nintendo? Yeah, like an NES. Oh, okay. And where it came from, I don't know. But I do know I do know that it entered my life at some point as a youngin. I don't know, maybe it was like... Uh, maybe I was like five or six or something. I do I do remember um I remember that video games would come to me via this lady. She would come over and she would uh, <laughs> You're talking about it like it's drugs. <laughs> it kinda I mean, to a six year old video games are drugs. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so so yeah, she would she would come hang out with my mom and she'd be like, Yo, I got these video games. I'd be like, Oh, you got Nintendos? And she'd be like, I do though. Here's um here's Wizards and Warriors. And I'm like, oh dang, that's cool. It got like it got like this cool looking buff dude on it. I bet you could do cool things with it. And was um, that the first game that you played? The first game I played was like Super Mario Bros. slash Duck Hunt, you know? Kinda mm-hmm. like kinda yeah, like the norm. And you don't remember where you got that. Where, do you remember the first one that you actually bought yourself, or not necessarily bought yourself, but like that you actually remember getting from a store? Where was the store? Uh, that would probably be the '64 and uh, Walmart. Mm-hmm. Walmart, you corporate scum! Only buy my consoles from local, organic, homegrown establishments. If I can't buy a console at the farmer's market, I don't even bother anymore. Now I know the error of my ways. <laughs> the farmer's market? <laughs> well, it's like the PS5's out now, and it's like, okay, but do they sell it at Sprouts? Because if not, I'm not going to buy it. Well, uh, the first one that I ever got, well, that I remember getting from an actual store was the PlayStation. And the reason I remember this is because uh, we went to a CompUSA, I believe. Do you remember CompUSA? 
I do. Yeah, they sold primarily computers, but they also had video games there. That was back when PC games came out in like boxes. Like you yeah. need to have like an aisle of like PC games. That's amazing to think about now because it's like I can't even imagine buying a PC game in a store anymore. Honestly, you just download that, right? Yeah. Um, but but back then, um, uh, we we had actually traded in a computer that we had. I think it was like an old Hewitt Packard or something. Cause they took like, they, uh, they bought back like used computers back then. And we used the credit to buy a Sony PlayStation and Tekken. Tekken was my first game on the PlayStation. Oh, wow. Totally. Yeah. Totally different world back then. Very different. I mean, like, can you imagine <laughs> going to a store like Best Buy and saying, here's my computer. I want the new PS5. Anybody out there listening, I got a video game computer that I use for streaming. I'll trade it to you for a PS5. Hit me up. Uh, do you remember any other consoles that you got? I mean, like, that you bought yourself? And where did you get it? PS2 was also at Walmart, but the PS2 was a adventure, not for the console itself, but for a memory card. Oh, really? You couldn't find a memory card? Memory cards were, like, all sold out here. Um, That's so strange. My mom called every store that she could think of, and it was this one Kmart on the other side of town that says, like, yeah, we got a couple. Hurry up. And I got my first memory card. And you needed those for PlayStation 2. You were not getting anywhere without a memory card. No, I just, you know, just leave it open with Tony Hawk 3 all night. It's fine. (laughs) Right. Well, what, what was the space on one of those? I think it was like 16 megabytes. Eight megabytes for a PS2. It was eight megabytes, so the PS1 was how many? Um, I don't know. They didn't put it in megabytes or anything. It was like 1096 blocks. Oh, blocks, right. Yeah, they would say blocks. But what is a block? Well, and also I remember um, on the PS2 on the menu, they had like little pictures associated with the saves. Or not yeah. pictures, but they were like little 3D images or whatever. Yeah. So that took up all the space right there. That was the coolest part. Oh, yeah. Memory card. It was pretty cool. I know that's kind of off topic, but I have a Nintendo 64 memory card that just holds my Snowboard Kids 1 data because it has it eats up the whole memory card. Really? Yeah. Why in the world would that eat up everything? Because it's a selfish-ass game, I guess. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to honestly kind of think back. It's like, oh, yeah, we needed memory cards back then. Like everything wasn't just you know now now you save it to the cloud. I say I I save my Final Fantasy VII data to the cloud. Oh my god! I just got it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I just got it. Nailed it exactly. So um, moving on, where did you uh, where did you rent games and movies from? So there was there was actually like a few options in town. Uh, we had Blockbuster mm-hmm. and Hollywood Video, like. You know, like most people did. And right. uh, there was also a local, like a local shop called Major Players. Um, and Major mm. Players was cool because like they they would rent out consoles, but they also had the more obscure games. Okay. Because like they weren't just like movies and stuff. Like they sold like training cars. They sold like anime. They sold like posters, oh. like the whole thing as well as like yeah. renting out games. So like... Um, I would rent games like um, like Lifeline on the PS2. Like I couldn't find that at Blockbuster or Hollywood, but major players would have it. Lifeline wasn't that the one which you needed like a headset then you could talk to them? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you. It's entirely voice controlled on the PS2. So it's like that's pretty weird Crazy. and niche. Who has it? Major players yeah, does. Right. 
like and they had like japanese consoles too like for rent like before mm-hmm. like you know like like say like before the 64 hit america they were already renting out like japanese ones do you remember renting games like on the nintendo like super nintendo and stuff like that yeah yeah like there was some that i would rent uh, like a lot of and uh, that was kind of the cool thing about rentals too was just because it was like it's like friday night you're done with the you're like you're done with the week you're done with school um, right. You don't tell your parents you have any homework and they take you down the blockbuster or something. You're just going down the aisle looking and you're just like, wow, look at all these games like right, ca- like Casper for the Super Nintendo. Like, what? What is this? OK, I'll like yeah. I'll, I'll rent that. I got to buy one, get one free coupon. Why not? I'll gamble a little bit. See, that's how it was with me, too. I was just like, um, I didn't know a lot of the games because we didn't have the Internet back then. So. You just saw what was at your like local store or whatever, like what was what Walmart had or something like that, and there were so many games. What SNES, for example, had like over twelve hundred games, right? So I mean, it's for sure you'd find something that you didn't even know existed, um, especially at our age, because I mean, maybe these games came out you know, even before we even knew what video games were, um, and something like Casper would you know pop out to you. It was like, hey, what? Hey, I, I I just watched that movie or something, you know. Um, for me, I remember you just remembered Casper for some reason. And I have a random one that I remembered from the Sega Genesis. It was, uh, some kind of like super friends or justice league, some kind of DC game that I remember getting. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's just like randomly in my head of memories <laughs> i don't know but uh did you ever because I, I think we we kind of talked about this but everybody else doesn't know you used to be able to rent consoles even and i know you never did that no i never did that but i i knew like that option was available but i couldn't get my mom i couldn't convince her that i needed to rent like a playstation for a weekend she just was not having it right exactly and do you know what the requirements for it was no so you actually had to put up front basically the costs of the console like to rent the the sony playstation for example we had to put down uh like two hundred dollars and then we could rent it for you know seven days or something like that right and then he would get his he would get a part of the money back basically it would be like maybe like 150 or something like that. Basically, you had to, just in case, like you tried to run off with it, you paid for it, basically. You know? Yeah, so they for don't have sure. To chase and you and down, that makes you know? a lot more sense. I mean, like, because if you rent a game and you don't return it, it's like, okay, that sucks, but we can make it up through like late fees or whatever. But we're talking about like over a $200 investment. Yeah. And uh, I actually used to get them from a place called Preview Video. Um, and uh, there was this, like a little mom pa type shop, and we—that's where we would always go. We would always go there. My dad was like really good friends with the owner, um, and we would go there and and rent out uh, consoles and movies. They'd have like a ninety-nine cent aisle, you know, where it had all the movies that were you know like old and stuff like that. I would go rent uh, like all the old horror movies, like Children of the Corn and the old Jason movies and, and Freddy movies and stuff like that. They were in the 99 cent aisle and you get the new ones like Jason X, <laughs> which, yeah, which is you know. still the best Friday, Friday the 13th movie. If you, if you don't disagree, let me know in the comments so I could tell you personally how wrong you are. And this was back when we just had, I mean, well, we had VHS and stuff like that. Um, but we had, um, um, I think we were starting to get DVDs around then too, but, um, yeah, movie rental places, uh, very different. You go get the, go get your, would you ever go get the 
candy and popcorn and stuff like that at the movie rental place oh yeah for sure and we we had like a we had a grocery store called smith's and they oh, yeah. were they were great because they had they they had like a tiny little nook for like video games slash movie rentals oh okay so, so like the movies they would have like good luck getting like a new release but they had just like a treasure trove of like b horror movies which I think is like why still to this day I'm just a huge fan of movies like that. Like just because like 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 I would just go and look at the I would just go like walking down the aisle and I'd be like oh my god look at these movies like be, right. because be, because that's how we picked out everything back then right. Mm-hmm. I mean like we yeah. would just look at the cover we would look at the box or like you know read the back and we'd just be like okay this looks dope because this checks like out. we didn't <laughs> have the internet or anything we didn't know what half of this stuff was I right. mean especially us as kids. We didn't mm-hmm. know what any of this stuff was besides like whatever we would see in a magazine. So like it was yeah. like a good chunk of it was just like either it was an established name that we knew like a Mario in a video game or like um, like a Power Rangers or a Ninja Turtles like in, like in the VHS sections and we're looking at cassettes like that's stuff we knew. Right. So we would get it. But if it, if we wanted something else, it'd be like, OK, well, this looks cool. And then it was just like a mm-hmm. complete like roll the dice on whether it'd be good or not. You know, I, I think uh, these old entertainment stores and, the, like, the old rental places, like, entertainment back then was so much more glorified, I guess. Like, so much more larger than life um, because I guess it was so much more new. I mean, even, like, movies in general, like, it was all just new territory, and now we've just kind of gotten used to it by now. But, like, back then... Um, one of the big video rental places that I used to go to was called a place called movie gallery and okay. movie gallery ended up being like a smaller franchise later on. But before we had a huge movie gallery store, uh, where you'd go rent games and everything. This is where I remember getting that, uh, old DC game and they had like a play place, like a place for your kids to go in and they would be able to, you know, like, like what you would have at uh, McDonald's or something like that, like with a big play playground or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was going to ask, the like, store. did they have a ball pit? Yeah. Like a ball pit, everything. Like they had all oh, that wow. stuff. Um, it was like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like larger than life. Um, they were all about like, this is like before we had, uh, like a Dave and Buster's or something like Dave and Buster's or like those ones that have like the movies and the arcades and the bowling alleys and stuff like that, you know, oh, like yeah, this yeah. is the place for entertainment. Like this is the, that, that was our blockbusters. That was our, for me, movie gallery and stuff like that. There was this computer store that I used to go to when I lived in Fort Worth. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Cause they had a place for kids to go in and they had this huge, like they take care of your kids. Basically it's kind of like a daycare of sorts. Right. But it's like a high-tech daycare, and they have this huge round table with TVs all across it, like all around it. And they had consoles like Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, uh, whatever else they had, you know, like all the consoles. And every video game that you could think of, you could all play them freely. All the kids could just, you know, walk around and just play whatever game they wanted while the ki- while the adults go and find you know, adult electronics, like computers and things like that, what we didn't really understand at the time, you know? I, I realize I'm taking this off topic, but my dental office as a kid had, like, arcade machines in the back. I I also remember having a arcade machine at a dentist's place. It had Super Mario on it. Or not, su- yeah, Super Mario Brothers. It was the Super Mario Brothers, like, arcade cabinet. 
That is dope. <laughs> and that cra- that's crazy when you think about it. <laughs> it's, it's it's like we're talking about like rental places and stuff, but but my brain is just like going to like all these different places of when I would randomly play games. Like I went on a fam I went on a family trip to see my uncle in Oklahoma, and mm. th- th- this should tell you the kind of kid I was. Everybody was around, gathered, having a good time, and then uh, he made the mistake of showing me. He's like, "Here's Super Mario World." And you could play it on the computer. I'm like, what? How do you play <laughs> Super Nintendo game that I have at home on your computer? What is this? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so so I was just like, okay, I'll see y'all later. I'm going to play Super Mario World. And that was pretty much like the extension <laughs> of, of my trip. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Some of our uh, people that answered us, we, they had some places that they used to go and buy games from. Um, places like Funko Land. Do you remember going to Funko Land? No, we. I don't think we had a Funko Land. Really? You did not have a Funko Land? No, but I remember as a kid, my friends would have like my friends would have games with that Funko Land sticker. I knew of the place because I would see like I would see it in magazines and like just randomly cartridges with that Funko Land sticker on it. Yeah, see, I had Funko Land and I had EB Games, which is another one. Some of the users actually uh, mentioned, um, and then he also had a they also had a Babbage's. But uh, another thing I wanted to bring up: uh, Do you remember Toys R Us? I do. Uh, do you remember shopping in there very often? Not very often, just because it was on the other side of town. But every time I got to go, I always thought it'd be like the most amazing thing. We had a Toys R Us next to a, um, a Discovery Zone. Discovery Zone. Yeah, it was like one that? of those. It was like one of those things that you like took your kids to, and it had like it had like oh, like a science museum. No, no. Oh, although it does oh, okay. sound like it. No, it was like one of those things that you took your kids to, and it had like you know, it had like games, and it had like a big playpen kind of thing, like a McDonald's, and it was like one of those things where you could like run around and just like climb things have and, fun yeah yeah just have fun <laughs> be a kid yeah, it had like slides and stuff yeah exactly it was like one of those places right some of these games man they were going for like 70 bucks that's crazy nba jam 70 bucks worth it boom shakalaka Se- 70 bucks for street fighter alpha you know things like this i was just like i'm seeing some of these advertisements it's pretty crazy but uh back on the topic of uh of Toys R Us, right? They used to do these cool things that uh, they were, I guess, I don't know, promotional events where, and you would see them on uh, Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that in the commercials. They would be advertising like, hey, you can enter into this like special contest or whatever. Basically what the contest entailed was um, once you enter, you could have the chance to get a basket or I think it may be, a, be as many baskets as you want, but you have like 10 minutes to get as much stuff in those baskets in Toys R Us as possible. And you get to keep everything in your baskets. Yeah. I, I always wanted to do that as a kid. Like I'll be like, Oh, let's go around and hunt for toys and stuff. I'd be like, nah, like I'll just go over to that video game section be like, open that glass and empty it. That's exactly what I would do. I mean, like how, how would you do anything? I'm going to go get a bicycle. <laughs> you know, like who would do that? No, no, you would go straight to the video games. That's what I would do. I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like some kid out there who would just be like, yeah, you know what I want? I want I want a bike and basketballs. So I'd be like, nah, I don't like I am I'm, I'm 32 years old. I never learned how to ride a bike. I would straight up be at that video game section and be like just 
open the case and empty it. Like I'm seeing some of the stuff that this kid had gotten uh, in the super toy run that we're talking about. And I mean, a lot of games, there's a lot of games. He was getting like console bundles. Uh, he has game gear. I see. Um, I see something that says Sonic. Yeah. Sonic's down there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who would try to do anything else, but go to straight to the games. I mean, that's where all the value is going to be. I don't, I don't remember a lot of, you know, searching Toys R Us for video games, but I do remember it was the first time I ever played a PlayStation Two, um, and they had uh, ATV ATV Off Road Fury uh, playable, and uh, I played that, and I was like, Dad, we gotta get this, we gotta get this somehow. Um, and I think he had a um, he had a credit card at not CompUSA, it was like another. It was another computer store, and uh, we went ahead and put that PS2 on a credit card and got ATV Off-Road Fury. That was the first game we'd gotten on that. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I ever played a PlayStation 2 was actually at a Toys R Us. So there you go. I miss that too, like where they would have like the like like the um, console displays, and it'd be like even like even if your parents went to go shop for like something else, right? Like oh, I'm here to pick up groceries, or I'm here to get candles. It's like cool, you go do that. I'm gonna play Super Mario 64. You know where to find me. Right, exactly. Yeah, and they don't really do those anymore. Honestly, you go to Walmart right now, and like I don't think there are any setup really yeah i don't remember the last time they i don't remember the last time they did that maybe maybe in the did they have like uh i remember seeing the wii u in a gamestop like a kiosk for a wii u i mean you'll see them at like gamestop and stuff like that right you'll see those that they're there but i mean even then like oh yeah also like just like off of a like a li- like a tiny little tangent uh major players where i rented lifeline also had like consoles set up so like you know like they had like one of every console set up in the store so like you could just play whatever game you wanted while you were there well i mean they they would do that at i don't know if it was gamestop but it was like some other one it would be like you know you would have a a game and you're like hey i want to i want to try this out put this in the console or whatever I mean, they would let you try it out they would have these consoles set up and they would just take the disc out that was in there for the preview or whatever. And they would let you play the game, make sure that the game works. And if you like the game, then you can go ahead and get the game. Oh, yeah. Let, let's let, let's not forget about Game Crazy because we haven't talked about Game Crazy either. Like that was attached to Hollywood. What video. was different about Game Crazy? Well, Game Crazy was attached to Hollywood video, but like they would sell like new and used games there, too. Um, oh, OK. Yeah, and they went away when Hollywood video did. But I mean, it, it was... Like it, it was a nice alternative to GameStop. Like I found a lot of found a lot of good deals there, and they had like older games there too. Like in the 360 era, they would have like Super Nintendo games there. Oh, okay, so so okay. like it was more yeah. of like you know it was more of a range combo, right? As, yeah, as yeah. opposed to just like current gen and like last gen, and that's it. Like Game Crazy had more of a range of different things. So like Game Crazy was pretty cool. Um, what other, um, do you have any more comments that, uh, people left regarding like any kind of like specific like memories or a lot, a lot of local places that we probably wouldn't know. But I mean, of course, you know, we, we've talked about our own local places. Um, well, I have a couple here that are still running and going around, uh, a 
couple of them uh, sell, uh, you know, primarily just games. And then some others, you know, delve into, you know, cards and toys and stuff like that, of course, too. Um, well, I mean, I'm getting lots of responses about Funko Land. Lots of uh, Babbage's. Lots of comments about flea markets. Flea markets are a big one. Also. Oh, yeah, for sure. What about KB Toys? KB Toys KB Toys did show up. Um, you have any uh, memories about KB Toys? KB Toys was like the one store that I had. Like in the mall. Oh, okay. KB so Toys. you didn't have Toys R Us. You had KB Toys. Yeah, like, I went to KB Toys a lot more than Toys R Us. And there was like more so. Like I don't re- I don't remember if we had a EB, to- EB Games or like, you know, Electronic Boutique. I don't, I don't have memories of uh-huh. that. But I do have memories of KB Toys. Because you live in El Paso. I lived in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas area. So I had a lot more variety because of all the different malls, different uh, types of gaming places for sure. Um, but you had you say you said your mom pa shop. Don't you have a mom pa shop right now? No, not just because like I um, I don't really collect games anymore as far as like retro stuff goes. Just because I don't have like I don't have the room for any more stuff. Like I got, I got shelves and shelves full. I just don't have the room for it anymore. So like, if I am buying anything, it's pretty much I'm buying it on like either like a neck, you know, like a current gen console. So I'm buying it off of Amazon because I have Prime, or I'm downloading it because it's on sale somewhere. I'll read some of these uh these comments that are on here because they bring some memories um attached to them. It's not just you know just listing places that they went to. Uh, this guy, his name is, uh, Armez Jackson. He says those Funko land ads were the best would spend hours upon hours, just scanning the two and sometimes three pages of listed game prices and hoarding my allowance and yard work money to finally make that journey up to Northgate mall and visit Funko land out there. Friends and I would make an entire day of it, catch the bus out there from Seattle around 11 and not get back home until six. Pizza, arcade, walking the mall, and then Funko Land. Great deals and great times. Well, thank you, Armez, for that comment. That's a that's a pretty cool memory. Yeah. I mean, that takes me back too. I I wasn't driving to Seattle, but or the bus to Seattle, but you know, I mean, just going to the mall and walking around, and I always knew that I was going to hit up that uh, that video game store. That was always the the goal. <laughs> yeah, that was always nice. Just being like. Just giving free, just giving like free reign to just uh, go look around and just just look at all the games and stuff and uh, like like even like looking at the old sales like like looking at the sales papers that would come in every week like that would always be like I would do that every Sunday when like the Sunday paper would come in I would always just be like oh like what games are on sale like that or like on the holidays when uh, when when they would send out those big catalogs just like pages upon pages of games and consoles and it's just. It was like, and it was like, like I'm gonna circle all of this because I want all of it. <laughs> See, that's how I was with Toys R Us. Toys R Us would send out those ads and uh, for Christmas, and I'd be circling all the games, all the, I mean, anything you can think of. Um, but yeah, we would, I would have a lot of fun with that kind of stuff. There's uh, another commenter. His name's Tito Mercado. I think that's how you say it. Um, he says Toys R Us and KB Toys for the big chain stores, but really many of my 
Many gaming purchases came from an Asian mom-and-pop import store, which offered North American games and consoles or authentic import Japanese systems and games, which also cost more. You know, I have an interesting story about what he's talking about. So they would have these little kiosks in the middle of the mall, right? And they would, this is before anime and stuff in Japanese culture really took off um, and really was more accepted. Um, they would have these little kiosks of import stuff. And um, the one of my favorite shows at the time was Dragon Ball Z when I was young. And when I when it was around Christmas time, I wanted so badly uh, Dragon Ball GT Final Bout on the PlayStation. And uh, they were selling it at this kiosk. And I wanted it so bad. But at the, as a kid, I didn't realize how expensive it was. It was so expensive for just the game alone. It was like $75, $80, something like that, right? But also, you needed a, uh, a thing in order to uh, play that imported PlayStation game as well. So overall, to get the whole deal, like that little converter and or modifier or whatever and the game it was about like 120 dollars or something like that that my dad and mom ended up paying just so i could play this one game and let me tell you was it worth it (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) it was a terrible game and uh and but i don't regret it i think it was really cool at at the same time i thought it was really cool at the time because i didn't play you didn't have games like that for the game for the shows that you wanted to you know play games about but uh yeah, very interesting these kiosks. It's funny because nowadays it's it's the opposite. I mean, for a lot of games that are considered rare or pricey here in the US, if you buy an import version of the game, it's most it's mostly cheaper. Like if you were to like even exactly. something like Super Metroid, right? Like a game that doesn't have a lot of dialogue or like no dialogue, you could buy it cheaper, like a, you could buy a Japanese copy cheaper than you could buy the American one now. But like I like back in the day, yeah, it's like I have a I have a Japanese PlayStation, or I have like a modded um, I have a modded region free PlayStation that could play Japanese games. Or in the case of the Sega Saturn, all you really needed was an action replay to play Japanese games, but. It was like stuff like that was such like a huge treat. It's like, wow, I could play games from other parts of the world, games that aren't even out here or like, you know, like not yet or even at all. Like, like, like be like being like a wrestling fan. There was like Japanese games, like for like New Japan Pro Wrestling, which were which never came out here. But it's like if you had a Sega Saturn, you could play it. What's interesting to me is that the American version of Dragon Ball GT Final Bout Complete in Box is actually, it seems to be actually way more expensive than the Japanese one now. And I had bought the Japanese one for so much, or I didn't buy it, but my parents had bought it for so much more. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> now the, the prices have flipped somehow it's like yeah they were taking well, advantage no, of exactly. the customer back then well, well because like it would be it would be more of a rare thing because like that would have been around the time where we first started getting dragon ball z like on on our tv right like through to like through tsunami or whatever like we would have just been getting it 
but it's been mm-hmm. like it's been a thing in Japan. Like there was Dragon Ball games for like what, like Super Nintendo at least, maybe even the of Nintendo. Of course, yeah. So like it's been a no, thing yeah, over there. Uh, so it's like Super Nintendo at least. Yeah. So they're like, oh, here's another Dragon Ball game. Like that's nothing to them. But <laughs> like it comes out here on the PlayStation it. One. We're like, oh crap. So what what are your memories of arcades? Since we're in the mall, you know, since our minds are in the mall, what was your memories of the arcades? Um. Pretty much like uh, like we we had like um, small arcades um, in the malls that were here and in like pizza places like we have like Peter Piper Pizza which would have a whole bunch of arcade games and that's where like a bulk of my arcade memories come from playing like Mortal Kombat or The Simpsons or TMNT you know like those kind of arcade games like that's where like a good chunk of my memories come from like now here we have a couple of barcades where like you could play those kind of games again which is cool but like as a kid it was like yeah like mostly like at that pizza place was just like because like they would have like they had a huge setup like it was like a legit arcade it wasn't like a pizza where they had like one arcade like one like one arcade game in the corner see we had a place called tilt and uh it was under the mall they have a staircase that goes down stairs like no there's no other store underneath the the mall so it felt like you were underground right it felt you know what it kind of felt like it felt like that uh, <laughs> uh where a shredder kept all the kids all the delinquents in teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. oh you know what I'm yeah. Talking about? yeah 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 <laughs> that's what it kind of felt like it was the hot spot were, were you were you down there playing tmnt smoking menthol cigarettes may, i may have listened been to hip-hop that, music honestly holy moly i uh, stealing cassette tapes i mean who who knew what I was doing down there? It was it was it was wild. It was the it was the jungle down there. It was the nineties. But anyway, it was um, a different time. <laughs> it was the nineties. The kids <laughs> smoked cigarettes. My arcade was underneath Taco Bell, so <laughs> underneath Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, you know, we would have uh, birthday parties and stuff like that. We would we do birthday part, or my parents would set up birthday parties for me and you know a few of my friends and they would give us a certain amount of tokens to go play all the games and everything and um you know that would last like an hour or something uh, and we would eat pizza and and stuff like that those were the days those were the days back then for sure um did you ever what was your birthday parties like did you ever have a birthday party in arcade yeah like like at that pizza place i was telling you about i had a few there yeah yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of like the same thing. Just everybody running wild, eating pizza and ice cream, and just playing TMNT. Kind of, kind of ducking like the bigger kids, you know, because like they're, you know, the bigger kids would be there, and you'd be like, oh geez, oh, oh geez, sir, just don't, don't, don't mess with me. I just wanna, I just wanna be Leonardo. <laughs> they're much different now. Like arcades are much, much different now. I mean, you can just get a, you just get a game card, and it's like, hey, here's two, you know, pay twenty bucks, and you can play endless amount of the arcade games for the next two hours you can't get through the ones that you know you can get tickets for and stuff like that you know but it's it's a lost thing for sure um what were you, what kind of kid were you were you the one that was going to get the tickets like yeah getting those tickets getting you that dope ass spider yeah. ring like hell yeah dude so you did do you did try to get the tickets or not i i would because like there's this one game i could cheat on i got a sick um sean michaels plaque oh wow that's pretty cool yeah totally worth it i think sean michaels <laughs> that's definitely different yeah yeah, that's cool. So you say so do you just like save up your tickets and stuff like that? Yeah. See, I would just go and spend them. I, I like I'd get those tokens from my dad or something, you know, for my birthday, and I'd be going and getting all the tickets, and I would just go buy a bunch of stupid shit. 
That's, that's how they get you is with the stupid shit because the spider ring is fly. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. See, like, I was, like, dude, I was, like, seven years old, and I was, like, trying to, get, you know, like, get as many tickets as much possible. I was making money out there, and my uh, older cousins and stuff, they were playing all the shooting games and Mortal Kombat and shit, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want the fucking, you know, uh, I want a pack of nerds or some shit. <laughs> like, y'all, like, y'all gonna be walking out empty-handed. I'm gonna be walking out with candy and spider rings. Who's the smart one now, huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, it was a much it was a much different time then. Um, but to uh, to kind of you know close this uh, podcast up, I kind of want to dive into a little bit of discussion about where do you think like I mean we've talked about like where these video game stores were, kind of like where they went over that course of time of our childhood. And now we're starting to see kind of like how things have changed so much, right? You know, people collect games um, from you know. Nintendo to Super Nintendo, right? And then and Sega Genesis, and then that kind of dies out, you know, because those guys get older. They sell their stuff. They get married or something like that, right? And then the newer kids, they get, you know, their you know Nintendo 64s and their PlayStations and stuff like that. And then we're going to get to, you know, PlayStation 2 and GameCube and things of that sort and Xbox 360 and so on. Eventually, do you think it's going to, like, die out? Like... Are these things just going to be kind of like lost because we're not, we, we don't have, you know, the physical, the physicality of, of games anymore. We have just the, you know, download these games or uh, we have to update the games and uh, things of that sort of, these just like useless things now. I mean, are we going to be collecting things uh, from this generation? Are we going to, um, you know, even be nostalgic as much as, we are of the things that we're talking about now, um, or is it just going to be different? What, what are your thoughts about that? We have to think about nostalgia and if there's different waves of nostalgia, because like we have nostalgia to where like wh- what we had as kids or like what we loved as kids. Will we have that same wave like in our 60s, like looking back at like our 20s and 30s? Like, mm-hmm. will, the, like, will that still Are we going to be exist? nostalgic about the PS5? Will we? You know, like, you know, that that's something to think about. Like, is that going to be a thing? Because um, I've collected games for, um, I don't know, like about about 10 years now. And my my first thing was I want like Nintendo, Super Nintendo and Sega. Because like those were like my biggest things as a kid. I mean, like. I still had like some 64 stuff, some PS2 stuff, like little scattered things, but like the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, the Genesis were long gone by that point, either like sold or traded in or whatever. So like those were the ones that I was like, I want it back. Now, I think as far as like physical collecting, I think that might go away and that might go away in our generation because we're the ones looking at like old cartridges and stuff. Like, you know, like, 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 you know, like your Zoomers, your Gen Z, like they don't, they don't care about, like, they don't care about what we care about. Like their, their windows probably like what the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era. Hell, maybe even after that. Probably. Yeah. And I don't feel like discs have the same like stability that a cartridge has, you know, like, like a disc. It's like, like they got rid of the instruction booklets. They got rid of like most of the packaging that made it cool, you know? So it's just like, oh, here's a disc. And then like with everything being like ported or remastered anyway, it's kind of like, 
I don't see like people being super big into collecting, but that but I mean if they are like expect to see like prices for like GameCube games going way up or like Xbox 360 games well, see, going okay. way up like So I have I have a argument for GameCube. I have an argument for like PlayStation. For PlayStation, it's unique, right? They're black discs. You know? That's different. I mean, that's not that, no other console did that. GameCube, they're like these small little discs. So, I mean, th- there's still like a little bit of a uniqueness to it, but when you start getting into uh, Xbox 360 or even PS2 before after they got rid of the the blue discs and stuff um, and uh, you know and so on they're kind of at that point they're just like hard drives to some extent they're like floppy disks right you can put anything on those and I mean even even if they don't I mean like that's why like things like emulation is so important just because it does keep the history of the art form alive you know like even if you're not playing like a thousand like even if you don't have like a thousand like PS2 games you know like you could still get recommended that one obscure game that you might not have heard of ever when i was a kid like i played super mario world on my uncle's computer i didn't even know that was a thing but you know what i mean like right, like, exactly. like, na- yeah. like nowadays mm-hmm. like kids could go back and they could play like random nintendo games and find some joy in that you know like not mm. something like a Mario that's been released, or like some random game like Crystalis, which has never been like really been talked about or ported since the Nintendo. Something that's not more easily accessible. It's like you could go back and you could look at it and just be like, okay, my yeah. gran- my dad played this, my grandpa played this. This is cool, and like that keeps it alive. Well, I mean, there's also, I mean, like we get tons and tons and tons of indie games, right, that don't get actual retail. Uh, releases um, and uh, those are just going to be like lost at some point you know yeah and that happens I mean, too even like with licensing with like what happened to Marvel like, like how could you play Marvel versus Capcom 2 now like you can't get like you can't give Capcom money to play Marvel versus Capcom 2 right now like you you could buy like an old oh like, I understand what you're saying yeah. it has to be a used copy right yeah because mm-hmm. you can't even buy See, it digitally a, anymore so like right. games that games like that if we go digital only mm-hmm. like a better example that's, PT that's the, the PT demo like the PT demo okay. like that that's a better example because like once that got taken down by Konami it's gone now if you still have it on your hard drive you could play it but but like for me, I ha- I have it, I had it downloaded, but I deleted it, and now it's in my it's in my library, but I can never download it again. So PT to me is lost. See, and I see, and I think about that, and I uh, I mean like those those don't have any value, right? They're just downloaded. I mean, you can't take a console full of Xbox 360 games and say, hey, I'm gonna trade this in. It has 50 games on it. They wouldn't give you anything for the games. They're just gonna give you the console, right? Yeah. So at that point, I mean, like they don't really have any like real worth. They're just like, they're basically the game companies saying like, yeah, you can play this for a certain amount of time until we can, do we take down our servers? Yeah. You know, or we take it off where you can't download it anymore. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is, you know? Cause like, say you have like all these games downloaded on your 360 and I mean like, that's fine. But what happens when that 360 doesn't work anymore? Right. Well, see, I went through like a huge stage, and I do this. I find myself doing this on the Nintendo Switch all the time, as I'll download games, 
right? Because it's easy and I don't really want to, you know, exchange, like put the cartridge in to the switch to play it. Cause they're all little and everything. They're like little SD things. Um, but you know, and so I find it just convenient just to download the game, but I'm like thinking to myself, should I be you know, keeping physical copies? Should I be spending the money on this stuff? Like it's worthless, you know? I mean, in the end, there's not really any value to them. So why am I spending $30 on, or not $30, like $60 on a Mario game digitally when I can just buy the physical copy and keep that physical copy for later on? down the road when you know i am 60 years old and i'm nostalgic about you know the console i played 30 years ago you know what i'm saying yeah no i, and I, I get can, you. maybe that game is worth something yeah so and it's I don't a know. little harder like, for something like the switch because it's a handheld console so like using it today it's like do you want to carry around 10 carts or do you just want to have everything on an sd card and not worry about it right but at the same time like i mean like if you have the box and everything you keep everything in the boxes i mean it's not as much of a problem those boxes are pretty easily manageable yeah but no i mean i mean more like if you're taking it around like i mean like you know like at least like for the switch because like if it's like okay i'm going on a road trip do you want to carry around like 10 boxes and everything okay i see what you're saying i see what you're saying yeah well i mean i don't know i i don't even use mine as a mobile system honestly i use it as a home console so i mean same um, i'm a different beast no i mean i'm the same honestly but like there is like a couple things like where i've taken it out and i've been like i'm glad i have everything on sd it's just more convenient this way but like when i get a ps5 or an xbox series x right i mean i'm i'm gonna try to just get the physical version you know I, I don't want the the online version only you know i don't want the just the digital version and i think like i'm gonna try my hardest to get physical copies moving forward as as much as possible i mean just recently i made the remember i told you i, I was gonna get squadrons on my ps4 and i went and downloaded it like why didn't i just go and buy it because i'm lazy <laughs> yeah you know yeah. i could have just bought a physical copy of it yeah and they're both like everyone's trying real hard to move to the digital only thing because because developers and publishers make more money off of a direct sale than they do like gamestop doing like a, of course you know, yeah because like they're, they're well, trying and that's to also GameStop why they do out. a lot of deals yeah and they also do a lot of deals online where you get it a lot cheaper right yeah they're always doing trying to do deals and stuff yeah because like they would rather sell to you for 40 than have gamestop sell it to you for 50 exactly because even though they're making less money than gamestop is at least they're seeing money from it you know it's just the just to kind of bring everything you know full full circle you know gamestop worked tirelessly to take down funko land and Babbage's and EB Games and Toys R Us and all these other places that sold used video games and uh, just all these places that even the mom and pa shops that are uh, our friends uh, on Facebook were talking about. Um, they worked so hard to get rid of these guys and now the internet is taking out GameStop like before our very eyes. Oh, the internet took out They're Blockbuster too. That's kind of just like the way yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's very true. But it was just, it is um, the circle of life of sorts. <laughs> this is what happens when technology 
um, gets crazier and crazier. So I don't know. Any any final thoughts, Maverick? I'm not sad to see GameStop go. I know they're filing. I don't know if they filed for bankruptcy, but I know a lot of them are closing. But I'm not sad to see GameStop go. I mean, like, I do appreciate the fact that you that we could buy used games and play them. Like, definitely, let's keep fighting for that. Like, buy buy a full physical disc version of the new consoles. Like, buy buy your games physically if you can, because. It's you know it, it's better just just to keep it to preserve, like like to preserve the history and also buy used. Let's keep that alive because I, I don't know like I'm not crying over like I, I don't feel bad about Capcom not seeing like seeing my money from a game if I buy it used. It's like it's fine. Somebody bought it. Like we 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 need to keep some kind of power with the consumer still instead of the company. For sure, for sure. I mean, and, and most most of the time, these these games aren't even, you know, resold anyway. You know, you can get new copies eventually. These games anyway, so eventually it has to it has to come to that. Instead of us resorting to downloading it digitally, it's like go on, you know, eBay or you know Craigslist or you know your Facebook groups or or whatever buy sell and trade groups. And find a copy of it. I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's probably better. I, I, anyway, I mean, even if it costs like 20 bucks more to do that than to download it uh, digitally, I think it's worth it for sure. I don't see, I don't see the downside of doing something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. But if you have $20 and you want to play the game, don't be afraid to buy it digitally either. Just whatever. Do what's best for you. Yeah. I mean, so we're supposed to be telling people what to do, aren't we? Are we? No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Everyone tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Overall, I am uh, in a nostalgic mood. And you know what? I... There's one phrase that just comes to mind to really sum up this podcast. Only 90s kids will remember. Well, that's it for our episode of Super Ultra Vidge Adventure Turbo. I got it, Maverick. Is that right? Super Ultra Vidge Adventure Turbo. Nailed it.